I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. One-on-one, -on -one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA is the leading Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Wide Open Sportscast, I'm Rick. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome back to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. And I mean, I hope we get there before we get shut down, but we'll get there later. Yes, we'll have a little, little serious talk about that later, but Feds, how are you today, man? I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Did you uh, get all your Christmas shopping done yet? Pretty much. Got a few good things for my family in store. Mm -hmm. Obviously not going to say it in case they end up listening to this podcast out of nowhere. That'd be very awkward. Yeah, I was going to say but, that um, too. It is definitely a time of giving. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. I need to get my father his gift, and then I think I'm done. Actually... I do need to get my grandmother a gift, but she's usually just like give me like a chocolate and like Amazon gift cards for her Kindle. Yeah, very nice. So that's probably what I'm gonna do. That's awesome, man. And also uh, something we're gonna be sticking with throughout the show today. We're all getting the gift of Star Wars. Finally, dude! I've been waiting for this this new movie to come out. It's what? When are you gonna go see it? Uh, hopefully this weekend. Hopefully Saturday. Um, I was having some talks with my girlfriend about going seeing with her, but nothing was set in stone. But, how about you? I have to figure it out. I yeah. gotta get there as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But, may the Force be with us all. May the Force be with us. And speaking of the Force, let's jump into some, uh, as what Feds would probably be, the Evil Empire. Yeah, side so that's of why I started the show by saying F me. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Evil Empire is back. Cue the music. Um, as it has been reported, the Yankees have not only hired Aaron fucking Boone as their manager, as he's known up in Boston, uh, the Yankees have also acquired John Carlos Sand in a trade for Bitcoins. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Literally, for real. Pretty much. Um, so, Rick, what are your thoughts on the trade? Uh, well, first, before we get to that, I want to get to the Aaron Boone thing. Uh, I, it, that confuses me. Because I feel like he doesn't really have any managerial past that I know of. I, I read up on him. I don't see any, like, minor league, anything. And it's, like, kind of just, like, hiring, like, a new babysitter. Literally. Yeah. The way that someone put it is originally it's the hiring of Aaron Boone is, like, giving a teenager, like, a new car. It's like, hey, have fun. Now with Giancarlo Stanton, it's, like, throwing him the keys to a Mercedes and saying, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But So that was confusing. The John Carlos Stanton thing, it was funny. My my one buddy who's a Mets fan, I'm a Mets fan as well, but I was talk, we were talking to each other this week. He was like, it's kind of fishy that that the Yankees get John Carlos Stanton from the Marlins, who is one of their new owners, is Derek Jeter, and maybe a little inside collusion there. But I don't think that's a little Wall a, Street insider trading. A little Wall Street insider trading there from uh, – the big cats down Miami. What, what are you going to tell me next now that he's going to go to L.A. and give the Yankees Mike Trout for nothing, too? Yeah, right. That would be crazy. Well, I don't think Mike Trout would ever want to go there. He'd rather be a Philly. 
And I mean, they're they got to be pretty happy right now with the Angels being the winner of the Otani sweepstakes. Yeah, but he's also like injured. Yeah, oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. like the, he may have to get some sort of surgery, which is crazy. That sucks. But I mean, he is gonna he actually is gonna be great for them. That's gonna be exciting to watch the Angels come back. But going back to the Evil Empire, uh, are they back? Uh, that outfield is stacked. That outfit yeah. is so stacked with young players and big hitters. Uh, yes, they're back. Um, they were pushing that, and now with this trade, they're definitely getting there. Uh, how about this, Feds? Do you think the Yankees are World Series fa- favorites now? Boo! Unfortunately, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, can't go, can't go wrong there with the run that they made. Although, the question is, can their pitching hold up? That's uh, yes. still, yeah, that's very true. Still, my biggest question has to be the pitching. Yes, I agree. I mean, yeah. like, really, who's gonna? I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Sonny Gray was a bust for them. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading right now the uh, the Yankees are now five to one odds to win, which makes them the top to be the winners. Uh, the Astros and the Dodgers are six to one odds, hmm. so they have a better shot over there. So. Let me say this, though. With every evil empire, Rick, there is a rebellion. And that rebellion plays in Fenway Park. Is the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, like, officially back now? I mean, on the skill set, yes, both teams are very skilled. Um, I think the Yankees do have the upper hand. But to the degree that it was, I don't think it's there yet. But... It is it is getting there. Something something needs to happen between the two teams to make it like the rivalry of like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, most definitely. The Red Sox are currently going hunting now for a big bat. JD Martinez has been thrown in there and they're talking to him at the winter meetings. Boston's gotta make a move and fast. They've already said unfortunately for us. Uh, JBJ will be on the trading block, but if they wanna get that power bat, which they deeply missed. They missed Poppy last year. They need another big bat there. So if they got to give up JBJ, you got to do what you got to do. And a quote that someone had said, I think, who is it with the GM or something of the Rockets uh, in the summer, said that the NBA was in the middle of an arms race. You're in or you're out. Yes. Is this the start of a MLB arms race? Uh, I feel like it's not to the degree of the NBA. The reason why I say that is the NBA, there's only – five players on the court at a time where there are nine nine players in the field and one batter uh, batting at a time. Okay, true. So I think the importance of a single player is higher in the NBA. So there is sort of like an arms race, but it doesn't have the same feeling of an NBA arms race. Right, you know what I mean? because of what you said. Yeah. So, I, so yes, but not to the degree of this past summer's NBA arms race. Okay. Oh God! I hope that I hope we blow up the Death Star <laughs> that's currently over the that's no moon. Uh, Bronx. It's a God help us all. Well, good luck for you. I only get to play him once once a year, or so. That, uh, there were so many Mets fans tweeting they're about to jump off a bridge or something. Like you <laughs> gotta be kidding me. There's a there's a couple couple things going around the like MLB on like Reddit and, and all. It was like uh, the difference between. The Mets off season and the Yankees off season. Yankees off season. Sign Jarlo Sand. 
Mets all season. There was a debate on the on the Mets Twitter. It was like, is a hot dog a sandwich or not? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like the big difference between the two teams. Although we are trying to get rid of Matt Harvey, which at this point it's like I'm tired of Matt Harvey and. Yeah, had his run while he did. His run was great while it lasted, but it's, it's time for us to move on. The uh, the Red Sox had tweeted rivalry with fire next to it, and then they did the gift of socks today. Yeah, today or yesterday, I forget what it was, when it was. But so you got to tweet at the Red Sox the gift of socks, and you got to make a wish like I wish for Red Sox tickets. And they said the only request we can't give you at the moment is the rivalry back. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So, but it remains to be seen. So, speaking of World Series odds and championship odds, just break my heart now while you can. Okay. Rip my heart out of my chest, throw it on the floor, and stomp on it. Yeah. Rick, why is that? Why is what? Why am I so heartbroken? Why is everything so awful in this world all of a sudden? <laughs> this, this world's always sucked. Yeah, well, now it especially does. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, I think what you're getting at, and I completely missed the point, was uh, the NFL for you. The wheels fell off the wagon. Dude, uh, well, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing about this past week with uh, week 14 of the NFL. Nick, uh, not Nick. Oh, yeah, Nick Foles is now. Big the, Dick. Is now the starting quarterback for the. Philadelphia Eagles after uh, Wentz went down with a torn ACL. That was the only play of football I watched all weekend. I was in Dallas visiting my younger brother when I landed in the airport. I was watching. And the one play that I saw was Wentz getting knocked out. Like the play where he dove into the end zone. And even when I saw the hit, I was like, ah, that doesn't look too good. And I saw him get up and I was like, okay. Then I saw the touchdown, walked to my car, got in the car, turned on 94-1, and then I hear Merrill Reese, well, Carson Wentz is in the locker room and won't be coming back out. Yeah. Went to Geno's to get a cheesesteak. I was like, Lord, bring him back to life. And, I mean, eventually they won, but, ah, dude. One, overall, that was a great game. Two, uh, kind of a funny uh, – not, not, it's, it's not funny at all, actually. I don't know why I said that. But, like, an interesting thing, there was, like, a uh, – NFL like sound clip like behind the scenes whatever and like they have a few people mic'd up they had Jay Ajayi mic'd up with the play that he got injured Jay Ajayi goes man he's gotta stop doing that yeah people were worrying about that because he kept diving into the end zone like that and kept running for first downs and the, the pro- I mean it was a clean hit like there was nothing wrong with that hit they're tr- trying to prevent him from getting into the end zone he did get into the end zone but unfortunately it was a holding penalty so he had to go back and then he made a crazy Touchdown he he made like three, four Jeffrey. plays after it with a torn ACL. Yeah, but uh, he, uh, man, that that's that's pretty awful. Uh, Philadelphia the, sports all in one night. Carson Wentz torn ACL. Joel Embiid out with back tightness. Yeah. Every time something good happens, and this is why all the times you ask me are the Eagles Super Bowl favorites. Every time someone talked to me about the Eagles, I said shut your mouth because something always happens. This is what happens. Every time it gets good, something always happens to them. Yeah, and he's going to be out 9 to 12 months was the last report I saw. They The last report is that he will be back for training camp. The surgery is successful, and they said he'll, he will be oh, good. back good. for training camp. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that his season is over. I mean, hopefully for you guys, uh, Nick Foles will be able to lead him in. Well, you guys are already locked for the playoffs, but 
he'll lead them to uh, lead them to at least the NFC play our uh, championship game. That's what I'm trying Brad to say. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Yep. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yep. Why can't Nick Foles, baby, hop on this wagon? So, Rick, what do you think the Eagles Super Bowl chances are now? I'm just gonna let you uh, say not it. Not very just, good. Just rip me. Um, rip, just ripping the heart out of my chest. I mean, the Eagles overall, I the Eagles are actually really good still with this defense. They're they're gonna have to ride their defense hard. Mm-hmm. So I think this defense is what's gonna bring them to any championship hope of them. But uh, they play the Giants this week, which you're actually going to that game. So, Woo-hoo! so that'll be fun. Um, unfortunately, uh, went yeah, to l- injured literally, right be- literally, right, before- right beforehand. I like it. And then they got Oakland, which can be a challenging game. Oakland is just like all over the place, so I don't even know if that's. And that's going to be a must win for Oakland in Philly on Christmas night. Yep. And then we'll get Dallas. And then you'll get Dallas, who will have a very fresh Zeke Elliott back. But my thing is, will they be playing for anything at that point? Or will we be playing for anything at that point? Um, You'll be playing for, including this week, you'll be playing to if we win, not play in the wild card round. Yeah, so the current situation, Eagles got first. And then if the us and the Vikings go even, the Vikings have the tiebreaker and put us in second. And then there's a couple of four-loss teams, the Rams. They're in the there. Rams, the uh, New Orleans. uh and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, show, should get interesting. Uh, speaking of my favorite team, Rick, what are you thinking about the Steelers? And another thriller in the what is, in my opinion, my personal favorite, like non-biased NFL rivalry. I love watching the Ravens and the Steelers play each other. Well, for, first off, the Ravens Steelers rivalry is very good. Um, if if it was as if the Bengals rivalry was clean with the Steelers, I think it would be just as good. But just because it's so dirty, those two games on both sides, on both sides. Yeah, so I'm not just pointing out the Bengals. On the Steelers side, there is some dirtiness too. Uh, Ask Juju. Yeah, well, I, I still don't like that. Free Juju. That I mean that that literally the only reason why he got a suspension was he stood over him. So it was stupid that he did that. But, I mean, that should just be a fine. That's I loved his photo of him in the press box with yep. his helmet on saying, ready for game day. He, he, he wasn't in the press box. He was in his apartment. He wasn't, oh, allowed, really? he's not allowed, he wasn't allowed to travel with the team Oh yeah, because he was suspended. Duh. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, yeah, this rivalry is amazing. And last week's game where it was 39-38 on, like, a kick of off the, the golden boot of Boswell. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like. I need I I I made fun of my my girlfriend because she she's a uh, she's a Patriots fan. Boo. So we're gonna have a fun fun uh, weekend this week where the Patriots are at the Steelers, but uh, and arguably the biggest game in the season. Yeah, uh, she asked her brother to buy her a Gotkowski jersey, so a kicker jersey. And I was like, that's kind of odd. Not a lot of people get a kicker jersey. That's funny. I want to get a Boswell that's- jersey after these past like three yeah. weeks with Boz. Holy crap! Like people always talk about, and like everyone keeps joking about. It. He's he seriously is. Everyone's talking about the Killer Bees, which is Big Ben, Bell, and Brown. Yeah, I have Boswell's wow. that like that fourth like ugly ducking duckling one that like no one expects because like he was three, three for three for extra points and had uh, three uh, field goals. Yep. Yeah, three field goals. So yeah, so he. Uh, it's something about kickers. Leah, being a Giants fan, she always wants a Steve Weatherford jersey. But Weatherford's just an amazing athlete too. Yeah, 
But uh, not even taking into consideration he's not on the team anymore. She's like, I just want a weather yeah. jersey. But I, uh, <laughs> I've never been so emotional for a game. Like that 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 game reminded me of last year's Christmas game with the Steelers and the Ravens. They always I was, have good games. They always have good games, and like that, like that's the touchdown last year on the like the final touchdown by Antonio Brown with just like seconds falling off the clock. Uh, that was crazy. This ending was crazy, and it ended very awkwardly too. Because what happened was T.J. Watt strip sacked uh, uh, Flacco, and the ball rolled out of bounds going forward. So what what happens there is the ball rolling out of bounds forward. You can't roll up. Uh, you can't fumble forward, so you can't like gain more yards, and it's not like the the clock can stop when you fumble out of bounds. Yeah. So there there had to be like a ten second runoff, and there was eight. There was like that's the end of the game, and the Steelers won thirty nine thirty eight off a on a sack yeah. fumble. That was the Eagles locked up the game against the Rams. The Rams tried the whole um, razzle dazzle at the end, doing the constant pitching, and it didn't work out. And the Eagles picked it off and ran it back for a touchdown. Put yeah. it to bed. Yeah, the, yeah. So the score on that game was like off because it wasn't supposed to be like that. And I was saying, I was, uh, I was saying to my friend, I was like, I wonder how many spreads that just screwed up. Mm-hmm. That like last touchdown when they were trying to do the backyard bullshit stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised I wasn't on um, bad beats with Scott Van Pelt. They did one today where there was a guy in the NBA that like the two teams were just running out the clock, and the one team ran the clock out, just like okay, there's three seconds left. And then the other guy, just for fun, they were down 12, and the spread was like 10 points. And the guy just chucks up a three for fun and hits it. Yeah. Just to completely mess the spread up. And you clearly see a guy that is in the front row just duck underneath his seat because he definitely had the over. He definitely had the over there. That's funny. Uh, And then, so you were talking about your girlfriend and her love of the Patriots. Man, did they stink like fish in Miami. I was a a good boyfriend, and I did not text her like – Put it in her face. Anything. You're a I, like, very good boyfriend. I, I, I was, I was like, decided, like, hmm, do, do I want tension before I actually see her tonight? Uh, probably not. I'm just, just going to let that be. And I just didn't text Atta her the boy. rest of the night. I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to text you. If she's going to text me and start, like, yelling at me, that's fine. Not not at me, like, at like at me, at me, as in, like, she's, she wants to yell at the Patriots. But, yeah, it was uh, – that that makes no sense. Uh, for some reason, Tom Brady in his career going down to Miami, he's seven and nine now. Yeah, he's the only, I think that's the only team that he has any sort of like losing record for. And they've lost four out of the five last times they've gone to Miami. Did you see Bill Belichick's response to that? Uh, no, I did not. L- let's play it real quick. There seems to be continuous struggles every year you come down here. It's four out of five years now you've lost down here. Were you here last year? Well, last year you lost the previous yeah, it's, uh, Look, every game's its own game, okay? I mean, I don't think what happened five years ago has anything to do with tonight. Darth Belichick, the yeah. hoodie is back. I love his responses. They're so, so casual. Yeah, they, they, they were like, mm. you saw the onside kick too? Yeah. They were like, so what were you trying to do with that onside kick? Recover the ball. Yeah. Well, what happened? They're like, what, why did you try that? They recovered the ball. <laughs> the man who hates losing more than he loves winning, and he's done a lot of winning, which shows how much he hates losing. Yeah, he's good at he's good at the winning part, especially when you're losing to Jay Cutler. Yeah, which is another shocking thing that Jay Cutler outplayed Tom Brady. 
Which, Upside down world, anything can happen. Yeah, man. So let's take a look at the 2017-2018 playoff picture as the one of the best times of the year comes so close. Uh, let's take a look at the AFC first. At the current moment, Rick had led into it. We'll get into it in a second with our predictions. We have the Steelers and Patriots who will be playing each other. Oopsie. I may have actually just played it out there. Thank you for telling me that, Rick. <laughs> no problem. There's no one else in the world like me. Thank you. Um, so, the Steelers and the Patriots. That'll definitely be on our one-year anniversary blooper reel. Um, the Steelers and Patriots will play each other for what will pretty much determine the first-round bye and home field advantage there, even if not both teams are going to get the first-round bye. Unless, if the Steelers beat New England. Yes. Who will that open the door for? Uh, None other than Buffalo Bills, the Bagwars. Oh, the, as a first round bye. Yes, uh, Jacksonville. Who did beat the Steelers this year? Uh, Man, did they have a fun ending to their game too against uh, the Seahawks? Oh yeah, we should probably talk mention that after after we do this. But uh, yeah, the uh, the first seed Steelers lost to the current third seed Jaguars earlier this year. That could get interesting. That could get very interesting. And honestly, in a way, I would almost prefer that than mm-hmm. than the than the Pats getting a bye because Patriots have to play more games. That, that's not always the best thing for a team. So. I, I would honestly prefer the Jaguars to get the bye over the Patriots. Bagwars. Go get it. Um, they right now would play the Buffalo Bills with an impressive win in the snow and another snowball. And that then, was that was fun to watch. Uh-huh. And that, you know that what? Whole, that whole game needs to just be rebroadcasted in slow motion. Did you see that the when they, the Colts called a timeout for Vinatieri to go get ready, and the Colts sent their coaches out on the field to clear the snow off yeah, the spot? Yeah, yeah, and they got yelled at. And the refs were like, yo, you can't be out here. Get yeah. out of here. I'm actually surprised they didn't get a penalty for that. Cause yeah. I remember uh, what was what, the year that Cam Newton was injured after, like, the car crash and, like, his, uh, his ribs hurt and all. Uh, that was, like, two years ago? Correct. Yeah, two years ago. I remember one game he ran out to the huddle – during like a timeout and was like kind of like trying to like, be like come on boys get back into us you guys got this yeah go 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 and they got a flag for it because there was a guy without pads on the field and they're and like and the uh and the nfl has been saying they're trying to like crack down on coaches coming onto the field so that's why you see in in college and in the nfl if there's a if there's a over what's the word Overzealous, overzealous coach. They'll usually have some guy behind the coach trying to pull the coach back. Mm-hmm. So I know there some a lot of coaches in the NFL are not like that. That's more of like a college thing, but there are a couple of them. Right. Um, and then and Sean also, McVay has one kind of. Yeah, he he looked like he could have gotten one against the Eagles and Rams this week too. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City would play Tennessee. Rick, the better question here is: Does Kansas City hold on to that last spot, or do the Chargers come in? I'm honestly rooting for the Chargers because their 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 role of games that they've won has been honestly kind of amazing. Definitely, uh, especially after starting the season zero and four. Yeah. And uh, so Chargers, I think their go. scenario is they need to win out. The Kansas City needs to win out to stay in the hunt because L.A. I need to look this up, but L.A. I don't believe has a very challenging schedule on the way out. No, on the way out because. Uh, 
Sorry about this, guys. No, it's all right. Just letting you, letting you guys know the teams are still alive. Obviously, Oakland at 6-7 and seven is alive, as well as Miami. And then the last two teams left in the AFC who are still alive are the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. Yeah, surprisingly, the New York Jets are still alive. Technically, are still They're alive. They're probably going to be knocked out this week, though. Yeah, more than likely. Sorry, guys. Yep, unfortunately. Uh, and then while you're looking that up, we're taking a look at the NFC. I got the, it right here. They what got, you got? They got so LA has Kansas City, which they're playing this week. So that if if they win, if Los Angeles wins against Kansas City, that's enormous. I think I think it's over because then they have the New York Jets, who just lost their quarterback, and now Bryce Petty is the starting quarterback. And the Jets got ran over by Denver. And I mean, Bryce Petty should never play in the NFL ever again, the, the way he's been playing. Uh, and Oakland, which again is a toss-up, and is also a AFC West team, so that could be tra- uh, challenging for them. Raiders at that point could be but, playing spoiler. But I think they have a harder schedule than than Kansas City. Kansas City, they obviously have the Chargers this week. Then they have Miami, which like every other week they're bad and then good, then bad and then good. So they're on a bad week this week. Next, uh, the week after on the on the twenty fourth when they play them, they're gonna be playing a good good uh, Miami team. I'm gonna call it right now. And then they have Denver. Denver has is also a team that could really screw. Loves to play spoiler. Love loves to play spoiler. So that's a, that's gonna be a hard schedule for them. Towards the end of the year for him. And then let's take a look at the NFC. Again, Philadelphia has locked up the NFC East. F the haters at 11-2. and two. Currently holding on to the number one seed in home field advantage. They are currently trying to fend off the Minnesota Vikings, who lost their first game in nine. The Rams currently holding down third with a 9-4 and four record. And then four, five, and six, all represented by the NFC South. How about that? New like Orleans it? leading the division at 9-4. and four. They have the tiebreaker over the fifth-seeded Carolina Panthers. And then the Atlanta Falcons have sixth at 8-5. and five. They are in a tie. They are winning the tiebreaker over the Seahawks. Yeah, the team that I'm honestly curious to see if they're going to stay, even stay in would be the Rams right now. They, they seem like they're kind of slipping. Uh, and they still got to play Seattle again. They're playing Seattle this week, uh, which is going to be a hard team team to beat. And if I'm not mistaken, I am not mistaken, they're playing it in Seattle, which, which is turns into a whole nother level. Turns into a whole nother level. Uh, then they have you know Tennessee. That the then they will be have San Francisco. Yeah. Then they have Tennessee, which should be a win, and San Francisco, which should be a win. But on the flop side of that, Seattle, they have. I lost the schedule for Seattle. Lucky. Uh, While you're finding that, just the other teams are still alive in the NFC as well. You have the Lions, and you can't rule out those Packers. That is true. A-A-Ron coming back. All right, so the – So get this, okay? Yeah, go ahead. My work fantasy football league, my quarterback was Wentz. Mm -hmm. I'm in the semifinals now. So, obviously, need to find a new quarterback. I go to check the waivers. Guess who was dropped and available for a pickup? Aaron Rodgers. A.A. Ron. Wow. So I'm now, I probably pulled off the cheapest move in fantasy football history and picked up Aaron Rodgers in the semifinals. Because <laughs> someone was just like, oh, he's not going to play again. I'm going to drop him. Whoopsie. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, and that's then, pretty awesome. And uh, then damn Cowboys are still in at 7-6. and six, And then somehow the Cardinals are still alive at 6-7. and seven. The Redskins, the Bucks, the Bears, the Niners were on a two-game winning streak under Garoppolo. And the New York awful football giants are two and eleven and dead last. 
Yeah, well, they're they're way eliminated. But going back to Seattle, so this week they have the Rams, which they're playing at home against them. Then they get the very fresh Ezekiel Elliott at Dallas. And then they have Arizona. I feel like two that the, last spot, if if the NFC South teams slip up, that's going to be a very interesting race. And two of, two of those three games for Seattle are losable. Yeah. I mean, one, they shouldn't lose. They shouldn't lose against Arizona, but I feel like Arizona could also pull up an upset. Especially with all the injuries that they have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely feasible. So, now that we've taken a look at that, let's look at week 15. Yes, sir. So... Are you ready? I'm ready. First game we've got coming up this week, uh, the game that will start tonight. Again, we are recording our usual night, Thursday nights. The Broncos visiting Indy in a dud game. Yeah, I was about to say, they're really trying to, they keep trying to push this, like, Thursday night game, and then they give us this. Ew. Come on. Like, what's even the point? One? Like, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go out to the bar and have a few beers with my buddy. I'm actually going to hope they're going to have a hockey game on instead of this. Yeah, you got, so, you got that right. But I got I got the Denver Broncos. Okay. Very nice. Uh, I will take Denver there as well. We have some Saturday football. First of, first of the time, Saturday. Chicago visiting Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit. I think Detroit needs a win to keep their hopes alive. And I'm going to take Detroit as well. Um... Chargers visiting the Chiefs in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And now go Chargers, go! And again, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And now go Chargers, go! Let's see if it happens. Go Chargers, go. Um, Sunday action, the Texans will take a L in Saxonville. Yeah, Texans are a mess, especially after that whole controversy with Savage going back into the game with that, with that concussion. Literally like a seizure on the field. I was looking at it, that's like crazy that they put him back out there. That yeah, one that like he was even clean. What what happened? Why? So yeah, the ja- Jaguars are gonna dominate that game. Uh, I also will see a domination. Baltimore is gonna look to tee off after that game, which they need to win to stay in the playoffs, and they are visiting Loserville. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take the Browns just because I did that. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take an L for the Browns on this one. Um, Packers visiting Carolina. This the, is the Panthers are looking. The, the they said they're looking forward to the return of A. A. Ron. What do you think? Uh, I still think the Panthers are going to win this. Um, not not because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing bad. I just think the Panthers' offense is really good, and their defense is decent enough to hold Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, I think this will be a good fantasy week for you. Uh, but I still think the Panthers are going to fire a little more. Yeah, it's got some high scoring. Miami visiting Buffalo and Bills Mafia. I think Bills Mafia walks away with a win here. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm just going to say Dolphins are going to uh, be on a high from being the Pats. They're going to lose Jeez, badly. Me, right? They're going to lose to uh, the Bills. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going the other way. No, no. Um, Bengals visiting Minnesota. I think Minnesota gets back on track. It is in Minnesota. Case Keenum is going to dominate this game. Cardinals visiting Washington. I'm going to say Cardinals because I just hate the Redskins. I'm going to take the Redskins. I mean, Kirk Cousins is obviously not playing well this year. I have a friend on the team, so I'm just going to pull for him. Let's go to Matt Knight's. Uh, the Foles wagon will be going to MetLife to take on the Giants in what could be the Eagles' 11th home game of the year. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna. That's a good one. They had a home game against the Chargers. When I was in Dallas this weekend, my flight was at five o'clock in the morning. You wouldn't believe the amount of Eagles fans going to LA. Yeah, it was I, unbelievable. I believe that. The I, Eagles I, I was could that. get their eleventh home game of the year in MetLife on Sunday in, in the LA Coliseum. It looked like there was a lot more green there than there was blue and white. But yes, at MetLife, they will be winning their. Yep, well. go Bird Gang. Jets at Saints. Got to take the Saints there. Got to take the Saints. There is no way Bryce Petty is going to be able to handle the Superdome. And then the Rams at, at the Seahawks. 405 going to go Seattle. The 12s. Uh, yeah, I think Russell Wilson, who's very well could be the MVP this year. Jimmy, Gar- gonna... Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he get three in a row against the Titans? I'd like to say yes, but no. All right, Rick, I'll let you lead this one off. Patriots at Steelers. Those terrible downs, baby. Yep, keep it going. Let's go Steelers. And then the Sunday night cap, the Cowboys visit Oakland. I think the Raiders get one because they need it. I Send Dallas packing. I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I think this is like one of the last games without Zeke, so they're going to win this one. And then Atlanta, to wrap it up, will visit the Bucks Monday night. The Bucks eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I don't see them being too too good of a team of being a spoiler, so that you're going to take Falcons. Very nice. So, that was our Week 15 picks. Again, agree to disagree at WideOpen underscore sports on Twitter. And you can also follow us on SoundCloud at WideOpenSportsCast. And make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes as well. That way you can just get the podcast delivered right to your phone. And you can just pop up right there, listen to it on your morning commutes, or if you get snowed in eventually. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of snow lately. So, after talking about the NFL, it is time for what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar calls the sport of the future in America, the NBA. Also, what Mark Cuban had said, would you rather have your kid getting fit running up and down the court or getting concussions playing football? Yeah. Uh, you know, my brother went to the Dallas Mavericks game last okay. week with my mother in Dallas. And they do the salute to troops. Okay. And guess who gets called up to congratulate all the troops for their service? Who? Uh, Mark Cuban? Uh, Dirk? George W. Bush. Wow. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. That's that's pretty awesome. My brother was literally right there and got like a good picture of W and was like really really close to him from his seats. Wow. Yeah, W. W there. Is it though? Is the NBA the sport of the future in America, Rick? This is gonna be weird. It's like less controversial than the NFL right now. Uh, and remember when we were talking about how the NBA was gonna suck and it was gonna be Warriors, Cavs all over again, and yeah. all the teams were loaded. They, they, we couldn't. I, we're wrong about the Jets. We're wrong I'm about so happy this. That's, like I'm not happy, but I'm also happy that a lot of my hot takes were proven wrong. Some weren't, but some were. Uh, Maybe that's why we're gonna be getting kicked off the air soon. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. So I. Like, it is fun to watch. Is it the future of America? No. Yeah. I, I, Come on, I, NFL I took Sunday from the church. It took Sunday from the church, and it doesn't seem like it's laying off anytime soon. Uh, so let's look at some of the headlines. First off, we talk about him every we week. We're not marketing. We're talking about LeVar takes brand. his sons overseas and signs them with some European team. 
hoping to bring Leangelo and Lamelo back to play with Lonzo in L.A. and form a the ball trio at the Lakers. The Lakers had to tell LeVar to shut up recently, saying that LeVar is doing too much talking, saying that it is bad for the team chemistry when he is bad-mouthing Luke Walton and the organization for not knowing how to coach his son. Yep. He said that he will be quiet and he appreciates it, but he will not um, be afraid to let them know if he's not coaching his son the right way because he coached him his whole life, which, by the way, great coaching. Hey, you're going to drop out of college in high school and go play overseas. Uh, well, I mean, he may be a good coach. I don't know about the father. Yeah. So, Rick, is the Big Baller Brand Empire expanding or collapsing? Well, it sounds like it's expanding internationally right now. So maybe uh, that's it. I don't. I don't think that any of what's going on is taken away from the big baller brand. Uh, it's it's very unique um, that just these three these three boys are running it pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna be probably selling a few big baller brand shoes overseas, so maybe that'll be good for them. But uh, I don't think it's taken away. I mean, it's still there in full. Uh, Lonzo Ball has only what like played twenty some games this year. Yeah, and it's like what Steph Curry had said is if you were to judge Curry off of the beginning of his career, you wouldn't think that he was going to be that good or anything special. Yeah, should LA? Yeah, be... and Curry, Curry's first like twenty games weren't that great. No, more like his first just like season in general overall. Um, should LA be focusing on Brandon Agram, who has been as clutch as ever? For the Lakers hit the game-winning shot against the Sixers. He has been looking phenomenal. I mean, yeah, they, they should focus a lot on him, but they also shouldn't take away time from uh, Lonzo. Like, that that would make no sense. I'm talking, like, the hype's all on Lonzo, but then Brandon oh, Ingram is just teeing oh, off. Oh, you're talking about, like, Yeah, di- different positions, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, in a way. But also, no, Lonzo's just so unique. Like, I keep going back to that Still word, the youngest unique. player to yes. have a triple-double in Still NBA history. Yeah, I mean, like he has those little things, and he's going to build on his career, and he's going to get better. I don't think any way he's going to get worse. His the passing only, is unreal. The it's only, his jump shot. The only way that Lonzo is going to get worse is if he has like a major injury, which I pray to God never doesn't happen to him, and hopefully will never happen Or to daddy him. problems. I don't think that. I think I, – I I'm honestly thinking, uh, going back to your big baller brand question – that's going to collapse when Lonzo leaves Big Baller Brand because he's just tired of his dad. Yeah. I think in five years, five, after five years in the NBA, uh, LeBron is going to convince him to go over to Nike. Something like that's going to happen. It could be that or Curry's going to tell him to go to Under Armour. Yeah. Something, something in the that The man regard. who shook the game shoe up. Yes. So I think I, I, Big Baller Brand is, is still building – um, it's still finding its base and still people still love their clothes and their shoes are just overpriced, but people are still buying them. So it's working. Uh, I just think Lonzo is eventually going to leave. So that's, that's my thing. Hot take. Let's see if you go with it. Um, PG 13 returns to Indy and gets booed. I don't know if you saw was the actually very, very, very funny it. video of people booing Paul George in Paul George, Indiana jerseys. Yes, uh, that, did not do well. Well, I mean, they uh, the Thunder won, so PG thirteen had a good return there. But I mean, I get it. It was a very controversial leave. Like he was just getting tired, and 
the team wasn't doing well, and there's just a lot of different storylines there yeah. that led up to us. And it it's the same. It's it's almost like the same as uh, when Durant left. Yes, thank you. I was just about to say that when Durant left, it's it's very similar. Um, I don't think it's as bad. Uh, also, I don't think the people of Indiana could be as mean as the people of Oakland, but no, way. I don't. I don't think it's as bad. But I mean, there's similarities to there. Um, and he left just because he was he wasn't happy. I feel like Durant didn't need to leave, like, but he left because he wasn't happy. N- no one was happy with him. It was just a very bad situation there for him. So I get the booze. Um, but I think it worked out for both teams. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, speaking of teams in the West, CP3 guides the Rockets to an 11th straight win. Houston is undefeated with my favorite point guard in the game on the court. Can the Rockets be the best of the West? They're they're playing like they could beat uh, uh, the Golden State. Especially with now Steph Curry being injured. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Steph Curry's not going to be injured the whole season. Mm-hmm. With Even with Steph Curry, say they're playing on the court, that's going to be a real good game. When I can't wait Western for that. Western Conference Finals, right now, the way it's going, I feel like it's going to be Golden State and Houston Rockets. Let's go Rockets. That'd be great to see. That would be great. Fear the beard. Uh, another Western Conference sighting because then again, the East is just the Celtics and the Cavs. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. The return of Kawhi Leonard coming back for the Spurs. Can the NBA's White Walkers, they just get old and then they just refix their problems and they're good always. Manu Ginobili had a game-winning three the other night. That was a nice three. That team just never goes away. And they're ancient and they're the White Walkers because they just don't die. Um, can they do it again and make some noise in the West? They'll they'll probably make the playoffs, and that'll just be like like a like a nice like nice like happy thing that happens. But then they're just gonna get dominated. They're probably gonna be like the AC and like face like Houston, get shit faced by Houston. Probably the way it's going right now, it's got to be Houston, Golden State, and yep. then on the other side, Cleveland, Boston. Cleveland finally found their stride. If you didn't see that coming, you're delusional. Yes, sir. And so, then, uh, fun one I, I I found interesting. LeBron bought a brand new LA house for twenty three million dollars. Oh boy! Is that hinting at a location of next year? Somebody said today there is nothing more dangerous in the NBA than LeBron is a free agent. That is very true. Nothing. I I, I will say this though: LeBron did have already had a house house in LA, and he sold it. Probably a good reason why he sold it because all the it was the time that his house got broken into and all the racist graffiti was posted on the walls. And they're talking about how over the summer he had talked about like doing pickup games in LA and everything. Like, well, he was doing that with like Mello and a couple other people. I right. Saw, there were like some like uh, Instagram and like Snapchats of like Bleacher Report getting clips of that. But do you think is that like another indication he bought a brand new house, brand new summer house? Imagine this: a twenty-three million dollar house that you don't even use. He's not even using it right I now. I wish I had that money. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. That's like when you hear the rap songs and they talk about, like, they have eight cars in their garage and they don't even drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? It's literally what it is. Yeah, I got a $23 million house in L.A., but just there. Yep. Just chilling. Very true. But, uh, I mean, it's signs are pointing that way, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to be a good summer. It's going to be a good summer. It's going to be another, like we said before, an arm, arms race in the NBA. Let's see if it goes through. 
So, we're going to get into a little something unique now. We're going to talk about a little college football. Before we get into something fun that Rick and I are going to do uh, for college football, Baker Mayfield wins the Heisman, our intramural sports hero. Is he going to get the job done for Oklahoma? Uh, yes. I think they lose to Georgia. Ooh. Nobody in the Big 12 plays defense. But no one plays offense anymore. Yeah, that is very true. So, that's that's the one that, that you have to do. Georgia against Oklahoma, and that defense is going to be something very, very special. The Georgia defense with the Oklahoma offense. There's some great matchups. So, here's what Rick and I are going to be doing, talking about college football. And again, we'll, it's already passed, but we can get into the whole debate about, was it Alabama, Ohio State? What did you think about that, Rick? Alabama getting the nod over Ohio State for that last spot. Uh, it, it makes sense um, just because the schedule that Alabama had uh, and Ohio State losing a couple bad losses. Um, it, it feels weird that a Big Ten team isn't there. Yeah, you called it. There. So you just said you don't have your hot takes on point. Your hot take on our last episode was that there will not be a Big Ten team yeah. in the college football playoff, and you were correct. I, I, yeah, it, it just felt like just looking at looking at it, like the only way a Big Ten team was getting in was if everyone that was in the top four won, and that obviously didn't happen. So, well, not everyone if Ohio State won. Uh, but, yes, they, they the college football committee sent a message. It's not about winning your conference. It's who you play. It's like Jim Moore. I don't care who you play. Well, the committee pretty much cares how you play. When you lose to Iowa by the amount that they did, losing to Oklahoma, and then your best win is Michigan, who was atrocious this year, Michigan State, who fell back off, and then they beat Wisconsin, who plays nobody Mm -hmm. on the other side of the Big Ten. Uh, so what we are going to do is this. What we are going to do is Rick and I are going to go through and pick the bowl games. And what we're going to do is we're going to keep track of who said what, who picked which team to win. Whoever picks the more games correct, the most games correct, this is why I'm a history teacher, whoever picks the most games correct at the end of the college football season will get to choose a punishment for the other person on the podcast. I can't wait. You're going down, boy. That's what you think. Uh, so let's get into some of the meaningless ones first. Uh, again, that starts on Saturday. North Carolina, AT&T against Grambling State. Something tells me Grambling State here. Uh, I'm probably going to pick that, too. All right, so we're both going with Grambling State there. The New Orleans Bowl. I just love the name for all of yeah, these. Right? Troy versus North Texas. I'm going to go with Troy. I'll take North Texas on that. Well, all right. We got some. Uh, we got to make this a little bit interesting. If we all pick the same teams, it doesn't get fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to mark this down so we actually have a written of this. So you're going Troy. Yep. I'll go North Texas. Uh, the Cure Auto Insurance Bowl. <laughs> I just love the names. Um, Georgia State versus Western Kentucky. Let's go with Georgia State. I'm going Georgia State. Let me uh, let me go first this time. The Las Vegas Bowl. Boise State versus Oregon. I'm going Oregon. I'm going to go Boise State. All right. 
I'll let you pick the next few too, because I picked. Well, first you you too. you go you go first this time. Right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just switch switch off so we don't. Okay. Do a the rhythm. New Mexico Bowl between Marshall and Colorado State. We are Marshall, baby. We are also Marshall over here. Uh, Middle Tennessee State versus Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas. I'm going to take Arkansas too. All right. The Boca Raton Bowl. FAU versus Akron. I think Akron. I'm going to go FAU. All right. We're getting some good names here. The Frisco Bowl. Who are you going to take in SMU versus LA Tech? Uh, I'm going to take SMU. Uh, I will take SMU as well. All right. So we got three games so far that we're, we're not agreeing. Uh, I'm gonna say Gasparilla. Yeah, let's Bowl. go with that. Yeah, Gasparilla Bowl in St. Petersburg, Florida. Temple versus FIU. Who you got? I got Temple. Uh, yeah, I got Temple. Gotta take the kind of homer. Yeah, take. yeah, you gotta take the homer on that one. The Bahamas Bowl. Oh my god, that's awesome. UAB versus Ohio. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna take Ohio. I'm gonna take UAB. All right, here we go. No, no, this is not Ohio State. This is Ohio, Ohio University, correct. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm. Wyoming versus Central Michigan. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Central Michigan. I will take Wyoming. Birmingham Bowl. University of South Florida against Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech takes this one. I, I think Texas Tech as well. Uh, Armed Forces Bowl. We got the Army versus San Diego State. Army. I'm going to pick San Diego State. Okay, spicy. Um, the Dollar General Bowl. I didn't even know they had the money to sponsor a bowl. They're a dollar store. Um, Appalachian State versus Toledo. I'm going to go with Appalachian. Uh, I'm also going to go with Appalachian. The Hawaii Bowl. Fresno State versus Houston. I think Houston gets the job done. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll pick Fresno on this one. All right, you ready for some tough ones now? It's like the closer you get to New Year's, the better it gets. Yeah, that makes sense. The Heart of Dallas Bowl. Western Virginia or Utah? I'm going to go with West Virginia. Yeah, I, I have to pick West Virginia as well. Yeah, like, I can't see West Virginia losing that. The Quick Lanes Bowl. Duke versus Northern Illinois. I'm going to take Northern Illinois. I will take the Dukies. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. The Cactus Bowl. UCLA or Kansas State? I'm going to go with UCLA. Uh, yeah, UCLA. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the Independence Bowl. Florida State or Southern Miss? I feel like Florida State is so effed up, so I'm going to pick it's, Southern yeah, Miss. I have to pick Southern Miss. Florida State is just such in a bad spot right now. The Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. We got Boston College versus Iowa. You know, I was really hoping Michigan was going to make that. would have been cool. I would have gone and seen them in New York. True. Um, But I'm going to take Boston College. Oh, okay. I'm going to take Iowa. Just throw a little curveball at you there. The Foster Farms Bowl. <laughs> Arizona or Purdue? I'm going to pick Purdue because Purdue kept it very close with a lot of Big Ten teams this year. Uh, I think I'm going to follow you there and pick Purdue as well. The Texas Bowl on December 20th in Houston, Texas. Uh, that is between Texas and Missouri. It's not the Texas Bowl if Texas isn't playing. Yeah, in Texas, it. Texas, Texas. Uh, I, but I'm going to pick Texas. Hook them. Yep. Hook them horns. 
the military bowl uva and the navy i'm going to say navy builds off that strong performance against the army i'm gonna say navy as well well they didn't win that's a strong performance. It was a good... Army was what? Like, Army was insane this year compared to them. They didn't throw the ball, which is incredible how far they made it while not throwing the ball. Yeah. I feel like Navy never throws the ball. They always run the option. They've always run the yeah. option. Um, Oklahoma State versus Virginia Tech in the Camping World Bowl. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm going to agree with you there. I feel like this should be harder, but it's not as hard. All right, the Alamo Bowl. Stanford versus TCU. I'm going to go Stanford. I'm going to go TCU. All right. The Holiday Bowl in San Diego, which is German for a whale's vagina. Nice. <laughs> um, Michigan State or Washington State. I'm going to go the Cougars on this. Seth, Michigan State. I'm going to go Washington as well. The Belk? Belk? Belk. Belk. B-E-L-K? Uh, Wake Forest at te- versus Texas A&M. I'm going to go to Texas A&M. I'm going to say Demon Deacons. All right. What we got next? The Sun Bowl between North Carolina State and Arizona State. I'm going to go with the Wolfpack. I'm going to go with the Wolfpack as well. The Music City Bowl, Kentucky versus Northwestern. I want to say Northwestern. I'm going to say Northwestern as well. The Arizona Bowl, which is not including an Arizona team, New Mexico State or Utah State. I'm going to go with New Mexico State. Uh, I'm going to go New Mexico as well. All right, let's get into some good ones now. The Cotton Bowl, Ohio State or USC? <sighs> I feel like I got to go with Ohio State here, even though I hate to say it because Ohio State is just going to go in on a mission. Yeah, I I think uh, I I feel like I should say USC just to screw it up, but yeah, I was just I'm just gonna say Ohio State. The uh, Tax Slayer Bowl in Jacksonville. We got Louisville versus Mississippi State. I think Lamar Jackson goes out with a win. Uh, I think so too. The Liberty Bowl, Iowa State and Memphis. I want to go Memphis. Uh, I'm gonna mix this one up. I'm gonna go Iowa. Okay. Another good one. The Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, Washington, and Penn State. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions, too. This will be a good one. The Orange Bowl, Miami, Wisconsin. I think Miami takes it in the Orange Bowl. We see the turnover chain again. uh, I'm going to take Miami as well. The Outback Bowl. This is always a good one. I love it because if one team wins, everyone gets a free Bloomin' Onion the next day. And then if another team wins, everyone gets free cheese fries the next day. Oh, really? Yeah. So hopefully Michigan's on the Bloomin' Onion side because I'm going to go with Michigan here. I'm going to be right there with you. I love the Bloomin' Onion. The Peach Bowl, Auburn versus UCF. Uh, uh, Man, I would love to see UCF win that, but I don't know. What's your choice? I'm going to go with Auburn. Uh, Where are you? Uh, The Citrus Bowl. Notre Dame versus LSU. I'm taking Notre Dame. I will take LSU. And then the semi-finals, the moment everyone has been waiting for. First one, Oklahoma versus Georgia. I think you already got my pick. I think Georgia wins. I'm going to take Oklahoma. And Clemson versus Alabama. The Sugar Bowl, the rematch. This could make what our questionable calls of the week, too. What's that? Um, the, oh, the, the saga between... Clemson-Alabama 3. Mm-hmm. I think Clemson gets the job done again. They look so good right I'm gonna now. Take, I'm going to take Clemson as well. 
All right, and then uh... tiebreaker. Let's make this worth five points. Picking the national champions worth an additional five points. I think Clemson again. I'm gonna take okay. So tiebreaker in, in case we need it. All right. And you've heard our picks. Again, we had to go through some of those BS ones first. Um, but again, you can keep. we'll keep you updated on that. Rick has a whole list of what we are doing here. It's going to be great. So um, agree we may, to disagree. We, we may need a uh, – so we have 14 uh, bowl games that we have disagreements on. So Ooh. we may need that tiebreaker. That's going to be great. So good luck, sir. Buckle up, everyone. You too, Paul. Uh, I'm probably going to hint out a couple things that I'm going to do to you or make you do. Oh, uh, What does that include? Uh, well, like I said, I'm going to hint them out during, during the whole series. All right. I'll try to do the same to you. So that is for our regular sports talk. Let's get into our questionable calls again, going back to the Star Wars theme. Yes. So this week's questionable call, we have another great addition to the sports, uh, I mean, the space saga of Star Wars of The Last Jedi. We can't wait to go and see it. So, Rick, give me your top three sports sagas and epics of all time. So, what number, do you got? number one for me would be the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers, the rivalry of the 80s. I watched, it was like the three or four series of the 30 for 30 series on that uh, between the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers, like the Magic Johnson and Larry Bird rivalry. That is my number one. My number two saga is a little bit different. It's not, not necessarily a rivalry, but it involves a rivalry. Uh, you're not going to like this one. The Curse of the Bambino. Yeah, that's a story that, and a half. That is a story and a half. And the amount of times that was almost broken and then when it was finally broken was pretty amazing. And then my number three, uh, we're going to mention about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, but Lionel Messi versus Ronaldo. The, t the two have always been compared to each other. They've always been so equal. They're always they're the top two world class stars. No one can get on top of their game. I feel like it's either Ronaldo's on top one year and then Messi's on yeah, top the next year. We're gonna get in that in a second. It's been a lot more Ronaldo as of lately. But Messi is hoping yes. that the that the game of soccer pays him one World Cup. Probably gonna be his last one. Very so true. I'm hoping for something special there and a World Cup without the United States. All right, what you got on your, uh, your My top saga's three going three to one just because we weren't alive for it. Three, you got to go with Ali versus Frazier. That was a great trilogy. That is true. All those great showdowns between them. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Cavs Warriors, trying to go a little different from you. The whole showdown, you know, Golden State blew a 3-1 lead, coming back, taking it all, the drama with Draymond Green. I think it's been great. I think it's going to end because I think that – both teams now have general contenders, not just they might do it. The Rockets look like they pretty well could give the Warriors a run, and uh -huh. the Celtics look the team of the future in the East that might push LeBron to go to L.A. And then number one, easy for me, Federer Nadal. The yeah. trilogy in Wimbledon ending in 2008 with the greatest tennis match ever played. Yeah, that, I mean, that, you don't really – I really don't follow too much of tennis – but when, it, when I think of tennis, those are probably in the top five names. Yeah, Federer and Nadal is great. Yes. Back in the day, it was Sampras and Agassi, if you go back. But that's just the Federer and Nadal, two dominating at the same time. And it ends the last real big showdown in Wimbledon in 2008 is not arguably, 99% of the people will agree was the greatest tennis match ever played. Yes, it is. So... That's our question we'll call. Do you have a sports saga you want to hit us with? 
Let us know. We just said you can honestly include Alabama Clemson in there right now. Probably. They're going to be playing in each other again, and even though it's not going to be for national championship. Take, like, another one. It's the fact that they're playing each other again. There's a lot of bo good boxing trilogies. I mean, if, yeah. if McGregor Diaz fought again. They yeah, I, mean, I honestly, I hope that's going to happen again. It doesn't look like that. I feel like McGregor at this point is more likely going into boxing. And if if McGregor Diaz is a boxing fight instead of an MMA fight, that would be incredible. That'd be on another planet. That'd be incredible. That would be unreal. That'd be incredible. So give us your top three sports sagas at wide open underscore sports. Maybe you'll make it into our show because maybe we think you're cool enough. Let's get into this week's final drive. All right. I'm going to let you uh, start off this one. All right. Uh, a new WNBA team was announced this week, and it will be named the Las Vegas Aces. And I, let me tell you, I saw the Golden Knights in Dallas when they played the Stars on Saturday night. They're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team, and Las Vegas is now becoming one of the big sports capitals of the world. Las Vegas. They're, they're, they're going to have a WNBA team. They're going to have the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And they currently have a really good hockey team, which just got their goalie back, Marc-Andre Mark Fury, off of uh, IR. Uh, next... Kurt Busch, NASCAR driver, has been a past champion, actually won the Daytona 500 last year. Finally, after speculation that he may be retiring, signs a one-year contract to stay in the number 41 Stuart Haas Ford Fusion. And he's my favorite driver, so it's nice that it sounds like the way this is going, this may be his last year, but hopefully he'll end on a good note. One more been, spin. One more spin. Uh, Toronto FC defeats the Seattle Sounders 2-0 to win MLS Cup 2017 as Josie friggin' Altidore scores for a Canadian club, but God forbid he scores for his own country when they need to make the World Cup. Yeah, well, congrats, Toronto. Next, uh... Yeah, they actually completed yeah. the greatest season. They are the first MLS team to win the treble, which is they won yes. their country's trophy tournament, which was the Canadian Cup. They won that. They won the Supporter Shield for best record in MLS. They had the best regular season in MLS history, and they won the MLS Cup. They're the first team to win all three trophies. Yes. So it's historic, but I would have liked without Outdoor and Bradley. Yes, that is true. Uh, next, this Demar one is funny. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins and Zach Randolph get into a trash talking battle that got so epic that both of them got exhausted and ran out of breath on the court. Like literally, they were like heaving over each other, still talking trash to each other. Like they were, they were talking to each other, and the ref came over to break it up, and they both turned around and told the ref to go f off at the same time. Like one of the words that were exchanged between them was the term, "The bullies get bullied where I come from." Yes. Uh, what you got next? Uh, up next, Disney Fox merger. Disney now owns Fox Sports One. Which makes no sense because they're. It sounds like they're driving ESPN into a wall. So hopefully they won't do that with Fox. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's gonna be funny. So now Disney has the World Cup. Yeah. So I guess whoever whoever uh, whoever had that idea of buying it for uh, uh, for Fox doesn't really regret now because they made like what like fifty two billion dollars something like that. Ridiculous. Something insane. Disney owns the world, man. Uh, next, uh, interesting one, a little bit different. A sports movie was released this week. It's called I, Tanya. It's about Tanya Harding, the rise and fall of her. Uh, it's said to be Tanya Harding rises through the ranks of competitive figure skating only to find disgrace when her husband tries to eliminate her rival. Very, very, very famous story. 
and Margot Robbie seems like she does a great job. Very decent. I actually may go see this movie. I never think I would go Ooh. see a Fury Skip movie. Other but, than Blades of Glory. Yeah, well, true, true. Got me there. But Tony Hunter was always such an interesting figure in sports. What you got next? Donald Trump picked by Sports Business Journal as the most powerful man in sports for his ability to divide sports. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, and honestly, right, it's it's weird that I'm saying it's like rightly so. Like he, he has done that so many times in sports. The NBA, the NFL. Yes. Crazy. Next, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo wins the fifth, his fifth, Ballon d'Or. Did I say that right? Yeah, Ballon d'Or. Yeah, Ballon d'Or. For FIFA's best player in the world, he said he's undoubtedly the best player to walk on this earth. And ties. Messi. Going, going back to me, ties Lionel Messi. So that's part of the reason why I kind of chose Lionel Messi. Yeah, it'll Messi. be interesting to see if one of them goes for six. No one's won six. Yes, what you got next? So it's going to get interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw the Liverpool game against Everton on mm -hmm. Sunday morning when there was a pretty bad penalty against Lovren that gave Everton the mm -hmm. game-tying penalty and Wayne Rooney rubs it in a little bit. The former Manchester United boy. Um, and Jurgen Klopp gets an interview after the game where he asks the reporter, uh, did you think it was a penalty? And the reporter goes, it was soft, but yes. To which Klopp replies, well, then this interview is over. Get me someone in here who understands the game of football and walked off camera. Beautiful. Oh, Klopp. Klopp, oh. That, that, that was that, funny. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah, that was not a penalty. Next, uh, Christian Pulisic named the U.S. Men's Soccer Player of the Year. Good well, for him. Yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Definitely well-deserved. Most definitely. Russia banned from the Winter Olympics for doping. USA. USA, USA baby. Who's going to stop us now? It's going to be, honestly, I, we shouldn't be celebrating this because this is actually really bad for the Olympics because, I mean, Russia is such a big country got entire, kicked out. Entire country got kicked out. Uh, by the way, uh, everyone should watch the documentary Icarus. It's on Netflix. Uh, very good. It's about this whole situation before they were even banned. It was about how Putin and everyone knew about it. Very good documentary. Go watch it. Icarus. Okay. And then finally, we got Manchester City wins their 15th Street Premier League game. New record. They're going for the Invincibles. Undefeated. Only one club has ever gone Invincibles in England. That is the Arsenal. Yes. Are the only ones. But it'll be interesting. They play the greatest team the world has ever seen Saturday at 1230. Spurs can put a dent in the Invincibles. Hopefully. We'll see. And then kind of, kind of a, a weird different note that we have to kind of end this that i've today. kind of hinted on a few times yes. during this show uh so me and feds we really do enjoy like doing this we love uploading on soundcloud and itunes it's a lot of fun but recently the fcc just repealed net neutrality actually today they did not that. good and without net neutrality there's the possibility for streaming services would have to charge extra money so people could actually watch their videos so things like there's one prediction that was like YouTube could have to charge like $20 a month to be to, to watch any videos on YouTube. Uh, Netflix, you may have to be charged per movie now, which would kill, kill Netflix. It's just little things like that just because streaming would become so expensive and so much internet lag and all, which would also include us uploading and people listening to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yep. It probably won't be to the degree of that. And we're also not as popular as said YouTube and and uh, what, what else did I just say? Netflix. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, we, we might get there, but if net neutrality officially goes through, it's going to take a few months. We might not even have that opportunity. And if, and if no one is listening to us, there'd be pretty much no reason for us to continue this podcast. And it would just be very hard for us. So what we're asking is to please contact your congressman or woman. Tell them to fight this. Uh, they still have the ability to vote on this. And there's still time. It's going to take a few months. It's still going to take a few months. We're probably going to mention it a few more times while we're uploading while we still can, just in case, like hopefully that won't be the case, but just in case. So please, please send your concern to your congressman or woman. Save Rick and I, please. Save, save us, plus save other creators and other people that upload onto SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. It's it's not not a good thing. It's scary that I'm usually a guy that likes business, very into business. This is... This would be good business for, say, the cable company, but that's it. Frightening, yeah. That's it. So please, please, please help fight this. Every week we're going to be talking about this. So, But on that note, good episode today, Fins. Yeah, as always. Hopefully everyone liked our uh, little episode of Wide Open Sportscast. And we'll be back next week with a festivus for the rest of us as Rick and I are going to vent on the things that we hate the most in sports. We're going to have an airing of grievances. Let's do it. We are definitely doing that. But follow us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to us. At Wide Open underscore sports. Well, no, that's that's Twitter. Yeah, find us on Twitter still anyway. That's Twitter at Wide Open underscore sports. Just look, look us up on iTunes or SoundCloud under Wide Open Sportscast. And with that, I'm Rick. I am Feds. Thank you guys very much, and you have a great evening, day, night, whatever. Peace out. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.